Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you, MTI. Yay! Hi, everybody. Oh, see, you know, I'm loving that because now I'm just going to transition me into my next question here, which is, all right, I want to know how you're feeling. So say your mood right now is the weather for today. What's the forecast? Dewey, you go first. Uh, Bright and sunny and a little Christmas to the air. We are in the fall season now. And so it is, uh, yeah, it, it is great. Ray, how about you? Oh, absolutely. Bright sunshine. Absolutely. Man, I feel like the downer at the table then right now. What's yours? <laughs> What's your forecast? Uh, it's been a rough it's been a rough couple of weeks. And so uh, my forecast is looking a little uh, cloudy with the chance of rain. Oh. Um, yeah, that would be my forecast today. Okay. So uh, but always sitting around this table with you changes that for me. <laughs> However, I want to talk a little bit about that because oftentimes I think we are in the mindset of having to immediately get back to our sunny and bright, you know, everything's great mentality. That's uh, that's human nature. But I want to talk a little bit about some of those negative emotions. Mm. You know, I, I don't know about you all, but I do feel like we live in a society uh, that really, really focuses, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be a downer here, but we're, we're in that kind of that Pollyanna, you know, mentality where we always got to get back to being happy or blissful or joyful. And I just don't know that that's always healthy. Or realistic. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I think we we do that because we think emotions are good or bad. Mm -hmm. And so then we're like, oh, so you're, you know, a little gloomy, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not the case with emotions. There are no bad emotions. I mean, emotions are emotions, right? right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so getting out of that mindset that, oh, if I'm happy, that means I'm good. And if I'm sad, that means I'm bad. Mm. And that's sometimes because that's what society has trained us to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, this is this is very interesting. There's um, um, uh, a Buddhist, some Buddhist philosophy um, actually, where they they you know we we talk about being happy. Um, in our culture, right? That we want to be happy. Um, from a Buddhist perspective, um, to be happy means to suffer less. Hmm. And that's an interesting way to look at it, right? Because I think in our Western culture, we, you know, that is our goal, right? We want to be happy, always have a smile on our face, uh, always make sure that our needs are met and that, and that life is just a, a big bowl of cherries. But that's unrealistic because whoever you are, I don't care who you are, um, everybody suffers. Mm-hmm. We've all probably have lost loved ones. We have all gone through difficult times. Um, every single one of us suffers. So is the goal really about being happy or is it about suffering less? Mm-hmm. Just an interesting way to kind of look at it. Okay. It, 
Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and I, I think to that to that point a little bit, uh, there is a Boston University psychologist that she's she's talked a lot about this and negative emotions, positive emotions. Um, and she said it's impossible to avoid those negative emotions altogether because we live uh, our experiences. Uh, we live in a life of experience of setbacks and conflicts and some of those sure. that suffering that yeah. you're speaking to Absolutely. a little bit. So the concept of suffering less, um, I would I would challenge to say it means you, you got to process the suffering so that you understand it and can suffer less. <laughs> yeah. But going back to what Ray was talking about, that emotions that we assign you yeah. know, a positive or negative kind of uh, judgment to the emotions that we're experiencing. You know, the other thing that I would add on to that is that emotions uh, serve a purpose right, for very us much. as human right. beings, right? They, um, they prompt our bodies to do certain things, you know, physically they prompt our body. So, you know, when you get anger, that fight or that flight response mm-hmm. kind of comes up. And so your blood is being flooded with hormones, you know, or to prepare you for fight or flight. Um, uh, your the blood is being diverted from your internal organs out to your extremities, again, to help prepare you for fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your emotions actually serve a purpose. Um, I think I think the key is about understanding Understanding mm-hmm. um, what emotions you're having, so that we can more deal with them more appropriately, perhaps. Right. Yeah. You know, we don't want to not have emotions. I mean, what do we call people who show no emotion? Data from <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Sociopaths. I mean, you know, we we assign. Yeah. You know, I mean, if somebody is absolutely devoid of all emotions, right? Um, you know, that's not a good thing, mm-hmm. and so figuring out where the emotion is coming from. But even importantly, to carry that further is then because of that, what are my actions? Mm -hmm. Right. And tying our behaviors back to our emotions and even back to the thoughts that are surrounding Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And Ray, you and I both certified in emotional intelligence and we we do the EQI 2.0 and great assessment tool, a great foundation to kind of give us an idea of where we're sitting. But in that, we know from from teaching all that's exactly part of our objectives with it is to be able to use that emotional information in a meaningful way. And so being able to recognize now, am I just operating out of the emotion and reacting or am I am I truly processing? it and being able to choose my response because there's a lot of power that comes in that choice. Yeah. You're right. And so when people, uh, for example, sometimes when I get angry, you know, that um, that emotion of anger can help prompt change. Right. Mm-hmm. It can help me. Uh, exactly. Learn that, hey, something's going on that needs to change. And um, and then making sure that I like you like you're talking about choosing my response mm-hmm. um, and perhaps connecting that with the desired outcome that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. Could maybe help me make maybe a more. Uh, a better choice uh, in how I respond to that situation. And that emotion can help fuel the yes. actual change in motion, you know, like it, it yes. can, it can get you there. Yes. Um, and I think, unfortunately it's when I automatically respond right, right. thinking about, right. you know, my actions and more importantly, the outcome that those actions mm-hmm. will likely uh, result in. Um, that's when I, that's when I find myself, um, you know, maybe assigning a, a negative judgment to that emotion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I th- 
I thought it was a good way that you opened this talking about if your if your mood was a forecast, you know, or a weather report, uh, what would it be? And I think that's a good entry point for talking about emotions or giving somebody the freedom, you know, without just saying, because how often do we hear, well, how, how are you feeling today? You know, oh, I'm fine. fine. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even. Yeah, exactly. But do you really want to know? Yeah. You know, but from a management standpoint, you know, if, if we're having a conversation, what a great way to just say, you know, OK, weather, weather report, you know, and, and just kind of gauge. Oh, OK, so you're you're partly cloudy with a chance of rain. You know, what's what's on her plate right now? What's going on for her that is creating this this weather report, you know, and, and I think it's a great entry point. And especially I say this because you guys know me. Sometimes it's very hard to identify or name a feeling. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you have so many of them going on at once, sometimes it's very difficult. Yeah. Or y you just don't know the vocabulary. Mm. Right. And for those who fall into that range, I being one of them, you know, I need a lexicon, you know, I need a, a multiple choice, you know. So the weather report is a good way not only to kind of bring up a conversation about emotions without talking about emotions, but it's also a great place for somebody with a lower vocabulary of emotions to identify with that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it's a good tool that you did. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing is I think as a as a society, we have to um, really kind of catch ourselves too, in recognizing that it's OK to allow people to be in the space that they're in when they're in it versus trying to change it. You know, and so one of the things that I appreciate and I always feel open being able to come to you all and tell you how I'm feeling, because I know that it will be judgment free. And I know that you'll probably let me just do my thing, process it a little bit. And then I usually come to you. Then to help me help me through it, maybe get to the other side of where I want to be. And too often we either do it to ourselves or we do it to each other where we make somebody feel inadequate for having that negative emotion or what, what would be deemed a negative emotion, anger, sadness, you know, some of those ones. And I, I agree with you. I think we should get away from calling them bad emotions because that feels like a personal reflection on you. Oh, I'm bad because I can't stop being sad, you know, and, and we just got we got to help each other out there. Yeah. You know, when we when we think about emotions um, and I know we learned this in our our training, but um, people get to feel however they want to feel. Right. And I, I think when you realize that nobody really makes you feel a certain way, but I think what happens in that is people are uncomfortable mm -hmm. with where other people might be emotionally. Mm hmm. You know, sure. because let's say we we get the same announcement and it hits you in a way that brings about storms, mm -hmm. you know, and for me, I'm like, eh, eh, rain or shine, you know, I, I'm like partly sunny, you know. And so but here's the thing. I don't get to judge that. Right. Right. I don't get to say, well, you just need to be happy. You just need to change your mind, you know, attitude. But oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. I think from a leadership or a relational standpoint, holding that space for somebody to be storming, mm -hmm. you know, or about that same message that you heard. That's when you're talking about allowing people to be in that space. And sometimes it's our own discomfort. Right. I mean, I don't like emotions. 
You guys know that. <laughs> so when you're having them, like they're all over the place. I'm just like, ah, I just kind of rock back and forth. You know, I'm just like, okay, you know, but it's my own uncomfortableness. Well, it's you know, nothing to do with your emotion. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that idea of, you know, allowing people and demonstrating some empathy for people when they're experiencing these kinds of emotions, perhaps in the workplace. But I also think it's... Um, I don't know, for some reason in our culture, I think that we we have a hard time also with self-compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, that, Very much so. Um, when I do get angry, that it's okay to feel that way. Um, because sometimes when I get angry, I, it, what immediately pops in my head is, oh, I shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't be this way, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not demonstrating any empathy for myself. I'm not even demonstrating these kind of self-compassion. So, you know, recognizing that you you have these emotions and that you can, um, you know, set in that space a little bit, that it's okay to have these emotions, you know, demonstrate more of that self-compassion uh, for the emotions that you are experiencing yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, when, just when you were saying that, I was thinking about what we do as a society, you know, and and you being the the man on the, on the team out of the three of us and just this, you know, men don't cry. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and I dispelled that rumor last <laughs> week. <laughs> yes, I know. But and and how weird, because when you started to choke up, I started to choke up. Too. And I'm like, why yeah. am I choking up? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't, yeah. So for our listeners was, that don't that, I'll just tell you the story, we were we just got back from Washington, D.C. And we spent um, uh, a year long with a, a cohort of people that we were doing a leadership development program for. So it was our final session and it was kind of our, our final celebration. And we were all um, just getting a little emotional. And, um, you know, of course, Dewey being the emotional person that I am, because um, a lot different than Ray. Ray doesn't, you know, Ray's so good at, at her emotions. And, and I'm, I'm not. I just kind of throw them out there. Um, and so that's what we were talking about. So, yeah. Well, and I'm going to catch you because I think it starts with us. Ray's so good about not having emotions. And I, ha- n- yeah. no, 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 no. But just even see how we use that language. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it was good to remain disengaged, you know, and it, I we were up in front of an audience and I can see how we would think that was good not to not to be right? emotional. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I want it to start with us and recognizing how we're thinking about mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. emotions, because, you know, when we're in that space and again, I, I wasn't necessarily uncomfortable, you right. know, and it didn't bother me to choke up. It was a very appropriate place to choke up. It mm-hmm. was a big love fest. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking about these people we've spent a year with in development and and. So, yeah, it was absolutely appropriate. Um, but in in a lot of ways, when we're trying to make this connection between thoughts and emotions and actions, you know, I think a really great question to ask yourself is, what is the story I'm telling myself right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I guarantee and I know Brianna and I have had this conversation because what you're telling yourself about this moment is nothing like what I'm telling myself. <laughs> True. You know, and so when people say, oh, well, I have empathy. Well, that's your story about my situation. That's not what do you think Ray's thinking about it. That's a whole different lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Because the response would be raise thinking of the next task, raise thinking about efficiency, raise thinking about getting it done. None of those, of course, are, are on that relational side, but that's no surprise, right? So when I respond in that emotionless way, if you're in my head, that's what I'm doing. I was like, okay, so we've done that. We've done that. We've got 20 minutes left. We've, You know, I'm already like, I'm focused on mm-hmm. on that. That's your activator coming through. Yeah, it's just, that's that's where I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that headspace. And me, I'm like, oh, you guys, I love you. <laughs> it, it was kind of just like that. <laughs> no comment over here. <laughs> no. You know, but I, I think to your to what you mentioned earlier too, right? About that stereotype, you know, where where men don't cry, and and I'll just say it, you know, and I think there's some studies out there that suggest that that men do struggle with this a little bit more than women do with with connecting with emotions because of what we've been told or what I say we what they've been conditioned, conditioned. you know, to um to to recognize, and that was one of the things, you know, I I say this, and I, I I'm just gonna open it up and share it on this this episode too. I always talk about with some of my close friends, um, you know, I worked at the police department and I saw a lot of really mm. yucky stuff, um, a lot of bad stuff. When we don't process our emotions, whatever those emotions are, there is research after research that backs up the idea that those who fight that that intrusive thought, that intrusive emotion, they suppress it in other you know terms, then it actually harbors more of them and more of them. And I'm not going to get into the, the psychology. I'm not a a counselor by any means, but what happens then is you travel down a road that can lead to depression, that can lead to really dark places for people if it's part of those, I guess, negative emotions, as you'd call them. And one of my favorite movies of all time, all time, uh, should not be for just children. I encourage every adult out there to go and watch it, but it's Disney Pixar's Inside Out. And if you're not familiar with it, all the characters there are emotions. And there's this really epic scene that speaks exactly to that, processing what you have going on when you have it going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I love the way that you're talking about that um, because that's important information to help guide your decision making. Yes. Right. In response of what are you going to do in this situation now? Right. So um, and that's all about emotional intelligence. Right? Yes. The ability to use those emotions in a meaningful way to help guide your decision making. Well, and I want to speak for the other the other half, because um, you're talking about harboring emotions. Sometimes people aren't really having an emotion about something, hmm. you know, and that's OK, too. Or it's not as intense. Hmm. And so the intensity, Hmm. speaking to that, you know, the intensity of something like that. But, you know, our vice chancellor comes up with something. And again, you know, some people are going to have an intense remote emotion about that. Absolutely valid. Somebody's like, yeah. You know, and not to judge them either sure. for not having an emotion that's at that same level of intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, so to speak to the other side mm-hmm. of, of the wheel, um, if you will. Yeah. So certainly, you know, what I'm hearing us talk a lot about here is just accepting and understanding 
you're trying to understand your emotions, especially if they're those strong held emotions that could generate that initial just instinct reaction. You know, we're really trying to be intentional about recognizing what am I feeling? Why might I be feeling it? Um, how do I get back to that? And here's the thing is you may have been halfway through your day and and you're angry and at a staff meeting, but realistically it went all the way back to the beginning of the day when you got into a fight with your husband. Not that that ever happens in our house, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. th- those are things that we don't always track and we just think it's something about that meeting. Yeah. So that's that's why I say the question is, so what's the story right. I'm telling myself right now? Because I we I might be in this meeting with Brianna, right? And think, oh, something I just said ticked her off. Like, because I can physically tell when Brianna changes <laughs> physically. And so now I'm all up in my head thinking, what did I say? What did I say? What did I say? And so what's the story I'm telling myself? Because honestly, it probably ain't that. <laughs> it probably isn't that. Right. But tracing, you know, what's the story I'm telling myself? And then, of course, are we able to process she and I or, you know, whatever the situation is? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's, you know. that's getting to the root cause. Right. 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 And, and then she's like, no, yeah. you know, we had an argument this but morning. That is very difficult sometimes to really get down to what the root cause really is, um, because you're right. We all are seeing the world through a different lens. We all have our own different experiences that are informing um, our story. That exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What's the story I'm so telling myself? What is myself? the root cause? Because that's where you need to get to, right? In order to more effectively um, use these emotions to deal and, and make maybe make better choices about how you respond, we really have to get down to that root cause. Absolutely. And it, I mean, heck, it could, doesn't even have to be that same day. You think about it. I mean, it could be what happened earlier that week. It could have been something that's been boiling for a month now. Hopefully it, not. It could go but back to your childhood. I mean, it there could. could be all kinds of things. Absolutely. There, but what is that root cause? Absolutely. And then, you know, you got you to gotta learn, you know, and determine how are you going to deal with it? Like, what what is your options? What are you what what are you going to do to maybe process through that? Maybe it's not something that you have to immediately go and have that conversation with the other individual and say, okay, let's you know we're going to sit in this room together until we can hash this out. Maybe it's a matter of just processing, knowing. Yeah, I know I'm a highly sensitive person, so I'm using myself as an example here. I am feeling more emotionally about this than than the other individual is. I need. I have an individual responsibility to go back and to process this emotion so that I can even get to a place where I can have a valuable conversation with someone else. So maybe I go home and I journal. Maybe I go home and I meditate. I don't know, whatever it's going to be for you, but determine a way to address that kind of triggered emotion um, appropriately for you. You know, one of the tools that we use in in coaching is called a a trigger journal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally. And it's when people are wanting to kind of track, you know, when they step out of just that daily, you know, presentation, you know, of their typical day into a more stress reaction like you're Mm -hmm. talking about. And so you you just mentioned journaling and it reminds me. I mean, that's such a good tool, Um, but specifically a trigger journal. You know, because then I think, you know, is it is it related to a particular person, a right. particular topic, a particular time of day when I've had this to eat or not eat, you know, and you can really get at some, as you say, root causes mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a scenario just the other day. I uh, I was talking with a friend and during that conversation, 
like I, I sense vibes really pretty pretty easily, and, and the vibe would just felt weird, you know. And and we were talking about a topic that that we agreed and disagreed on, and and we left the meeting, parted, and and um, I still just felt weird about it. I was like something was not normal in that interaction, which we're normally on. And, and so I give him a call and I'm like, Hey, I don't know if you felt this too, but I was feeling this, you know, and he stopped for a moment and he said, you know what, Brianna, thank you. He said, I can see how you would be feeling. I am so glad you called, you know, and that we can have this conversation where a lot of times we don't feel like we can have this conversation because you're literally starting a a statement out with you're starting that conversation out with. I'm feeling like this Um, and we don't want to talk about feelings. No, we we don't. We do. Oh, okay, we do. (laughs) No, we do. I know we do. I know we do. (laughs) We do. And, And that's what he said. He goes, do you know how many times I talk to people and they'll just let things sit and boil and he goes, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you picking up the phone and calling me. He goes, we're good. He goes, yeah. I was just in the zone on, you know, talking points for dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I think of how much conflict happens in relationships with people just because we don't pick up the phone and say, you know, I'm feeling like or this. We, we're not talking about our emotions. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. right. Yeah. We make assumptions. We do. Uh, all the time. Don't we? All the time. Um, so just as, you know, nobody makes you feel a certain way, I think it's really important important to recognize that you don't cause somebody else's emotions. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell you, I, I repeat that a lot because, um, you know, in my, my own personal children, which are grown now, but I hear them say that I am not responsible for his emotions. I am not responsible for her emotions. And, you know, they're starting to train their children about that because I think you're right. Then we, we don't dialogue, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because we feel responsible when how you feel is your own responsibility. Right. 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 That's a hard lesson for some people Huge. To, it is. to recognize is that because you hear it all the time, the blame game that you made me, you made me feel this way. Oh, no, yeah. you you feel that way in response to this situation, yeah. but it's your feeling. Right. And it's your responsibility. Right. I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. that's legit, but I didn't make you feel that way. Right. Now, did I do bad behavior? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but it's that it's your your emotion is your react your own reaction maybe to that, but it this person didn't cause yeah. that emotion. Yeah. yeah. All emotions are valid, but yes. you are in control of your emotions. You own those emotions. Nobody else does it for you. And I think the other thing we got to get a little bit better at, and I just want to say kudos to you, right? You know, we've talked about this before is if you've always self-identified as struggling with identifying emotions and you, you've you taken it upon yourself to get like an emotions wheel yes. that I know you keep on your yes. desk. And um, a lot of people that I, I've had conversations with, I'll hear statements out of them, you know, to the effect of, oh, this is ridiculous. And I'm like... How are you? You're feeling obviously right. something about that, but because you you're not being able to articulate how you're feeling about it, that's kind of the what we're resorting to. And here's the thing: on my end, I can't do anything with ridiculousness. Like I don't, I don't understand right. what has caused that. I don't understand the actual impact it's having. And I can tell it's probably frustration, you know. But I I think it's important to use the vocabulary. You know, I'm feeling frustrated right now because we have so many items on the agenda for this meeting. We're not going to get in anything accomplished. Mm-hmm. You know, not this is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So, and how judgy that is. It yeah. is. I mean, honestly, like you're being a jerk. Well, that's your opinion. Right. You know, I mean, you know, granted, <laughs> 99 out of 100 people might think that, but it's still somebody's opinion. And I think, you know, if we're not going to self-judge, which is mm-hmm. kind of what's in this message I'm hearing, then we have to step out of judgment of other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. And, you know. Trying to think also that we can fix them because yeah. people aren't broken. Hmm. I mean, the ones we're talking about, right, in our world of work. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I was like, end podcast. There, bike <laughs> drop, boom. All right. Yes, yes. Um, but no, I, I love this. I'm glad we could have this conversation. This is something that is is near and dear to me. And if you have any more questions about it, I want to I want to encourage you. Reach out, MTI at Missouri.edu. We'd love to have these conversations with you again. Ray and I are certified in emotional intelligence. The other thing you might want to consider, we talk a lot about uh, energy levels and the amount of energy that's going into uh, feeling different ways. And Ray is certified certified in energy leadership index which is another assessment tool and um, and coaching opportunity to move forward and to um, to understand a little bit more about where you're spending your energy uh, it's also an attitudinal assessment right yes, right so yes. something you can uh, I love it make some you changes can see it before and after yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, so I encourage you uh, thank you for listening and until next time go be great Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Yes.